0: Children's Church, lots of kids. And we'll greet each other. Greet somebody you haven't seen before that you don't know. (laughs) Say hi.
1: to share a blessed life moment that's a little bit different, but so on target for what God has for us today. This morning, the Lord gave me this scripture, and it goes so beautifully with Joyce's. Um, It's in Psalm 5, verse 12, and I'm reading from the Passion Bible. Lord, how wonderfully you bless the righteous. Your favor wraps around each one and covers them under your canopy of kindness and joy. Take that in today because he is going to Set us free from the curse, if we've not already been, through worship. <laughs> and then um, he's going to wrap around us with joy, with his love. And that is fullness. Okay, so this word came to me um, some uh, a while ago. And it's by Jerry Savell, And he says... When God approached a man named Abram in Genesis 12:2, he said, "I will bless you with an abundant increase of favors." Favors, and that's from the Amplified Bible. Recently, the Lord has shown me that you can't separate the blessing of God from the favor of God. If you study the Bible closely, you'll notice You can't have one without the other. When the blessing comes, so does the favor. If you have the blessing of God on your life, then you also have the favor of God on your life. The word of God is true. And we need to cancel out what we don't believe. We need to say no to what the enemy tells us. The blessing of God is an empowerment to prosper, to succeed, to multiply, to increase, to excel, and to rise above what attempts to hold you back or keep you down. We're going up. We're rising up. A lot of Christians can't wrap their mind around that. They base what is possible on their circumstances, previous experiences, culture, family, and all the other things that Satan will use to prevent that from happening and becoming a reality in their life. I have changes and adversity, challenges and adversity, but I've learned to depend upon the blessing The blessing and the favor of God has gotten me through each and every time, and it will continue to do so. Have you ever wondered what the difference is between the blessing of God and the favor of God? If the blessing is the empowerment to prosper, then what is favor designed to do? When the blessing of God comes, the favor of God comes with it. The blessing is the empowerment to prosper. The favor produces the opportunity to prosper. You can have the ability to do something, but if you never have the opportunity, it's not likely the ability will benefit you. Every person who has accepted Jesus has the blessing of God on their life. It makes no difference the color of your skin, your background, if you're rich or you're poor, before you came to him, whether you were educated or not, whether you were the biggest failure in your family or not. That's all erased the moment the blessing comes upon you. You have this empowerment on you. You are not lacking in the ability to prosper. But what you need to start believing God for is opportunities. That's what the favor of God does, it opens opportunities. Favor produces opportunities. Start decreeing the blessing of God empowers me to prosper. And the favor of God provides me with the opportunities to make it happen. Now, I am going to make a declaration over you and just receive this. And for those who are listening in, you receive it. It's a declaration of favor. In the name of Jesus, I am the righteousness of God. Therefore, I am entitled to covenant kindness and covenant favor. The favor of God is among the righteous. The favor of God surrounds the righteous. Therefore, it surrounds me everywhere I go and in everything that I do. I expect the favor of God to be in the full manifestation In my life, never again will I be without the favor of God. Never again will I be without the favor of God. It rests richly upon me. I lost my place. It rests richly upon me. It profusely abounds in me. Woo! I am a part of the generation that is experiencing God's favor. If you agree with that, raise your hands to the Lord. We are a part of that, Lord, and we are experiencing now God's favor immeasurably, limitlessly, and surpassingly. Therefore, favor produces the supernatural increase, promotion, restoration, honor, increased assets, greater victories, recognition, prominence, preferential treatment, petitions granted, policies and rules changed, and the battles won in which I do not have to fight. Amen. The favor of God is on me and goes before me, and therefore my life will never be the same. This is the time of God's favor in my life. That is the favor of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Thank you, God, for your favor. I would invite you at this time, or as the Holy Spirit leads here, to um, bring your offering to the back boxes in the church. We have them by the doors. And um, if you want to send it in, I believe they're putting that on the screen. Well, it isn't there.
0: (laughs) Box 67. They know what to do. Okay.
1: (laughs) And... um, God says, freely, freely, I receive. So let's freely, freely give. Yes. That is a release and brings the blessings to. Mm-hmm. We thank you, Lord, for that. So I pray over this offering today. Lord, let us hear you. Let us hear what you want us to give. Let us not look at our circumstances or think about other things right now. But let us hear you, what you want us to do in the way of giving so that the body of Christ can flourish and come forth. We just give you honor, Lord. You're so freely, freely you give to us. It is a blessing to give to you. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Amen. Thank you, Arliss. No, I tell you what, we'll let Angie give her announcement right now. We are blessed to be a blessing, amen? And that's what it is. You know, we receive the blessing to be a blessing. It's, Jesus says it's even greater to give than to receive. But it's hard to give if you don't have it in the first place to give, right? So, hallelujah. Angie's got an announcement for us.
2: Well, you shared a wonderful blessed life moment. And another blessed life moment is Adam and Vicki Sharon are going to be grandparents. As some of you already know, and some of you may not have heard. But we are going to have a baby shower for Josiah and Mandy. Um, It's going to be here at Ten Strike Church on Sunday, April 24th, right after the church service. So grab a meal and join the shower in the fellowship hall. We're going to have that blocked off for just people that are attending the shower. And it is a couple's shower. So feel free, guys, to come and join us. We've got some fun games planned that you'll get to participate in, too. So Baby Sharon has a gift registry at both Target and Amazon. For the Amazon registry, you just go online to Amazon baby registry, and enter Mandy's name, but Mandy is spelt I-E and not with a Y. So we hope that you can all join us in blessing them in this new coming little blessing. Oh, thank you. And can I just say really quick, Tim, I don't know where you're at, but thank you so much for worship this morning, you and your team. That song, The Old Rugged Cross, I just, I can't even make it through that. It was just just such a blessing to me personally today, so thank you. Thank you, Angie.
0: I'll have a few more announcements here before we go to the Word. Um, We do have a special offering today and next Sunday, and that is for the people of Ukraine, and it is through Samaritan's Purse, the organization that Was founded by franklin graham and so if you would like to give toward that use one of these envelopes they're on the boxes or if you are sending it in it is box 67 10 strike minnesota to the church but uh, somehow indicate that it's it's for the offering for the ukrainian people and for samaritan's purse don't make it out to samaritan's purse make it out to 10 strike community church and we'll pull those together and send it to them for help and relief um just a note there is a meal today after the service bob and julie It's a one. Uh, mm-hmm. what is it what we're we getting there it's like a, burrito bake. a what a burrito oh, a burrito Julie's, Julie's burritos? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So stay in fellowship. Um, Wednesday we'll have our normal activities. Thursday the Zoom Bible class will be on with Pastor Dean. And next Sunday uh, we're going to have the meal before the service. 9 to 9.30 it will be served in Easter breakfast. So come, and men, if you can help, you can get here early, and you could get contact Dane Johnson about timing on that. I'm not sure exactly the time, but you could ask him, and, and he's going to kind of lead the way with that. So hallelujah. Let's see. And then there's Tim. Tim Pomp was mentioned there. We have a new book that, Tim just put out, it's called The Faith in Purity, Secret Code 222 The Word and Treasures and it's out on our back table there and so you can look into that Hallelujah you know Angie you mentioned the, the old rugged cross that song, I had the same thing I, I had to stop a few times when I was singing because it's you know I have probably sung that song hundreds i 'm guessing hundreds of times in my life since I was a little toddler, and uh, it 's the old rugged cross, and those that were hung on the cross were cursed that 's what it says in the in the Old Testament that those that are hung on a tree are cursed and uh what jesus did you know he came on that palm sunday we call it now because they took palm branches and even some of their clothing as jesus came into jerusalem and he was riding on a donkey and they threw it in front of him you know many thought that right then he was going to establish his kingdom on the earth at that point but what he was doing was giving his life he was laying down his life and he knew what was before him he knew all of it we know when he was in the garden of Gethsemane he, the prayer he had there he sweat drops of blood actually I mean it was such a temptation for him not to do it but he he yielded to the Lord he yielded to God And it was for you, and it was for me that he did it. You know, and the truth is, it was as much for you as for anyone that has ever lived. Jesus had you on his mind. God had you. Jesus is God, and he's man. He's fully God, and he's fully man. But he humbled himself all the way, we say, to the cross. Uh, and it was for you. He did have you on his mind when, see, how can you do that? You know, we can have, I suppose, quite a few people on our mind at the same time. But see, Jesus is God, and he knows you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strengths. He made you the way you are. And he loves you. Not just because of your strengths. He loves you even with all your weaknesses. And even with the sin that's there. That's the whole point. (laughs) You know. If we could be good enough. To earn God's love or whatever. There would have not been any point for Jesus to come here. And to hang on that cross and to have the nails pierce through his hands. Where was that nail? Where did we see? Did we just see a nail like that, a long nail, Joy, somewhere this week? It seems like I saw that. Joy was with us. Maybe it was online something where they showed a nail that was possibly like the one that they used on Jesus. And I could just see on Joy's face, my granddaughter 15, I could just see on her face, you know, cringing as she looked at that that nail. Uh, But he was thinking of you. He can think of every person on this earth at the same time. He knows everything about everything and everybody and everything. And he for sure knows all about you and me. I just thought of something. I was talking to a college friend of mine a couple weeks ago. He lives in Vancouver, British Columbia, and he was sharing about what's been going on in Canada in these days. In this last year, you know the great change that we've had in so many things. And when we were younger, he was in seminary in Grand Rapids, Michigan. and I was working at a youth center in Grand. Well, he was actually in Holland, Michigan, which was twenty miles away from Grand Rapids, where I was working. But uh, we would get together once in a while. One time, I was at his home, where he had an apartment. And the lady that he was living with, her name was Teresa Wiersma. And that's how she said her name. She was a Dutch lady who had immigrated over from the Netherlands. Teresa Wiersma. And I remember one time, in those days, there was a lot of... I remember this when there were the gas lines, you know, everything was not in real great shape. There was great inflation, low was interest rates, they were sky high and everything. And Murray and I were talking about that and Teresa, she got us some coffee or something and she was sitting at the table. And finally we asked Teresa, she must have been her mid-80s, I suppose. And I recalled this when I was talking with Murray a couple of weeks ago. I said, Murray, do you remember that time when we were talking about when things were looking so bad, you know, in our country? And and we were at the table there in in the kitchen with Teresa. And uh, then we asked her, what do you think about this? And she said this, If God, in her accent, she says, and I can't really say it, I don't know if I should even try in that accent, but, but if God can take care of that little white worm underneath that big black rock, he can take care of me too. Just think about that a little bit. God knows even about the little white worm under the big black rock. If he knows about that little black, little white worm. I get mixed up if it was a white worm or a black worm or a white rock or a black rock, but I hope you got the point of it. Does Jesus care? Does God care about you? He's wanting me to tell you all this much and more this much and more way big total big eternal big he cares for you and he is saying this morning to you trust in me trust in me I will carry you through I will take you through, no matter what it is. That's all because he can do it because of the cross and what happened there. And he redeemed us from the curse. It says in Galatians 3:10, this is a good news translation, starting at verse 10, those who depend on obeying the law live under a curse. So we don't want to do that. We're depending on Jesus. And we're depending on the blood of Jesus that was shed. For the scripture says, whoever does not always, say always, always obey everything, say everything. Everything that is written in the book of the law is under God's curse. God doesn't want us under that curse. He wants us under the blessing. And in his favor. As Arliss was sharing. And then verse 13 we go to in Galatians 3. Christ redeemed. What tense is that? Past tense. Christ redeemed. And you put your name in there. From that self-defeating, cursed life by absorbing it completely into Himself. And you know, when we try to earn God's blessing and His favor and forgiveness through our own works, it brings us confusion. But he's already done it. That's what he wants us to know. That's what he wants you to know this morning. He's already done it. Going on there, it says, Do you remember the scripture that says, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That is what happened. And again, the E.D., past tense. When Jesus was nailed to the cross. He became a curse and at the same time dissolved the curse. And now, because of that, the air is cleared and we can see that Abraham's blessing is present and available. It's present now, available. For non-Jews too, it's, it's available to anyone who will receive it. In this whole wide world, it's open to anyone. We are all able, we are all, that's all, able to receive God's life, His Spirit, in and with us by believing just the way Abra- Abraham received it. It's by faith, not by works, not because I'm good enough. It's by faith we receive. That is such an important word, that word receive. That word receive. Um, I've got a definition of that that I've had for years in my Bible here. That word receive, it's the Greek word lambano, lambano. And it means to understand, comprehend, to take hold of. And that's what we're talking about, taking hold of this truth, of this word that we're teaching about this morning. And the Holy Spirit is teaching you and is unveiling to you. To grasp it tight, to take it, to make it one's own. And that's what we need to do. If you are here this morning in this sanctuary and you have not made it your own yet, this salvation, this redemption from the curse, you can do it today. But also if you're watching online and you have not received this yet into your life, this is the day of salvation. This is the day of redemption. To receive it. To make it your own by faith not by being good enough don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you first you have to reach some level of something before you can receive forgiveness before you can be freed from the curse that's a lie it's just not the truth but when we receive this it says we are all able to receive God's life We're all able to be joined together with God, is what this is talking about. God is life. God is light. God is love. God is eternal life. Sin separates. Great redemptive plan and the redemption that Jesus accomplished for us allows us to be coming from that place of separation from God, and all that he is, to be united with him, joined together with him. That means joined together with wholeness, shalom, wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, and yes, it does include provision for our lives. Don't be so religious that you think that you don't need provision in your life. That that's some kind of a blessing. How come it's so quiet in here? People say that. Well, does God really want us to prosper? Well, what do you mean by prosper? It means to have enough for you and your family and more to give to somebody else. What God does not want is for us to be covetous. You know, always wanting it for ourselves. And we need to be careful. We can get overboard on anything. You know, let's not focus on ourselves with prospering in the Lord. Let's focus on others. We have the opportunity today and and next sunday to be giving to those people that are hurting so bad in Ukraine. But there's instances, there's times, there's opportunities all over the place for us to give. But you know you like I was mentioning Danji, you can't give something that you don't have yourself. And that includes money. Right? I know it sounds elementary, but <laughs> it's the truth. It's part of the blessing that God has brought for us. You know, what is poverty? Is that a blessing? Or is it a curse? What is sickness? I know a lot in our church family are dealing with sickness again, another round of stuff and different things. Is that a blessing? I heard one, no. Does anybody else agree? Is is sickness a blessing? you feel really blessed when you get sick? In fact, the sicker that you are, the more blessed you are. I'm a little bit sick. Oh, dear God, please bless me more. You know, make me (laughs) sicker. No, it, it, it is. We laugh at it. It sounds stupid, but we need to know this. We need to know that God is the one that wants to bring us health and wholeness. And, we, and that level of believing needs to rise among us. Jesus said, he said, those that believe in me, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Well, he wouldn't be saying that, that we would lay hands on them, that they would receive a measure of the curse. It's a measure of the blessing of God. How God went about, how Jesus went about, You know, well, how did he go about? Filled with the Holy Spirit and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. But it's not by our works, it's by his saving power, it's by his redemptive work, it's by the cross. It's by the cross of Jesus that we're redeemed from the curse. I have a few statements here. Some of them I read somewhere, but I'm honestly not sure where I accumulated them from. But this one says, in the light of or under the law, all people are guilty. If you're under the law, you're guilty. There is no acquittal through appeal appeal to a law that commands and never forgives that condemns and never relents the one who has broken the law is under a curse that person's doom has been pronounced his or her condemnation and if you're under the law escape If that's how you're living, trying to be good enough to get salvation by your works, escape is impossible. But on the cross, Jesus Christ endured the curse, for cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. We just read it. And a curse, listen to this. Listen. A curse that has overtaken its victim, and that was Jesus on the cross, is a spent force. It was all put on Jesus. Everything. Every sin that every person that ever would live in this world was put on Jesus. But it's true about everything else, too, that we would call a part of the curse. He took it all. He took it all. There's, let's go to Galatians 2, get some more of the word. This is a paraphrase. that sometimes paraphrases do help us, you know, to hear or to see or hear shades of meaning that maybe we haven't grasped before. This is the Message Bible. Galatians starting at verse 20. What actually took place is this. I tried keeping rules. And working my head off to please God. And it didn't work. So I quit being a lawman. Or we could say a law woman, So that I could be God's man. Or God's woman. Christ's life showed me how. And enabled me to do it. Get this now grasp but take it receive it as your own i identified myself completely with him that's jesus indeed i have been crucified with christ in the courtroom of the universe this is how god sees it when we receive christ as our savior as our redeemer that we have been crucified with him. My ego is no longer central. What's the ego? (laughs) What's so funny, Joyce? Good paraphrase, paraphrase, yeah. My ego is no longer central. Uh, What's an ego? Well, Merriam-Webster says, the opinion that you have of yourself. Some of us have, in our own self, probably too high of opinion. Some have too low of opinion of ourself, you know, of our own self. But it's in him. That's what we need to know. You want to know who you are in God, in Christ Jesus? Go to Ephesians and start going through there. And wherever it says in him or of him or through him, through Christ, you write it down. And that shows you who you are in Christ Jesus. In First Corinthians, it says, "I am." It says, "I am the righteousness of God in Christ." What is that? That's where is it? For two Second, anyway, it's Corinthians somewhere. Two Corinthians five seventeen or 1.17? The opinion that you have of yourself is your ego. Okay, back to the scripture. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you. Or have your good opinion. And I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. Did you? Know? The life you see me living is not mine, but it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. And I am not going to go back on that. It is lived by faith in the Son of God. And what that is, that's walking in the Spirit. It's walking empowered by Jesus. Oh, so many of, he- of us, we have things in life that are really challenging. And some days are less than others, and some weeks are less than others, and some months are less than others, and some years are less than others, but there's always, it seems, there's some challenges that are there. But we can walk in the spirit and know that Jesus lives inside of me. And he's going to help me. And he's going to take me through this. And when it really gets tough, he'll carry me. Like those footprints in the sand. And oh, I have had times like that. And oh, I am guessing you have had times like that too. Maybe this week was that way. He's carried me through a lot of things in my life. He's always there, and He's always here. He's always in me. It's so real, and this is something we need to know. When you know it when we're changing a transmission on a vehicle. We need to know it when we're preparing a schedule for a mission team. We need to know it when we're restoring a house, or we need to know it when we're leading worship. We need to know it when we're dealing with a customer. Isn't nice when we deal with happy, nice customers? But what if, I think sometimes we, as clerks, we deal with customers who aren't so nice. But His power, His love within us is what helps us to be overcomers and our realizing That through Jesus Christ, we are not under the curse. We're not under the law. Verse 21, is it not clear to you that to go back and to that old rule-keeping, peer-pleasing religion would be an abandonment of everything personal and free in my relationship with God? This thing with Jesus, this walk with him, it's not a bunch of rules and regulations. It's a relationship and it's fellowship with him. And you know what? The more your love grows for Jesus, the more you will want to please him. Jesus said in John 15, If you love me, you will obey me. You will. Your will will be there. You will want to obey me. Jesus doesn't want us to obey him, I mean, in the sense that you obey me or else. He wants us to obey him and do his word, be doers of his word, to love. Jesus said that's the new commandment. He wants us to love because we love him. And we know his love for us. That's how we love him, because he first loved us. That's what his desire is. Next line, I refuse to do that. I refuse to repudiate God's grace. If a living relationship with God could come by rule keeping, then Christ died unnecessarily. Let me tell you this morning, Jesus didn't die unnecessarily for me or for you. And Lord, help me, help us to get out of that cycle of thinking, even after we're born again, that it's because of how good we are that we can receive from you. Oh, Lord Jesus, we receive your love. We receive your love and your blessing. And, Lord, we want to be a blessing to others in this world. We want to be a blessing. Lord, if there's areas where we have been
3: caught back,
0: like the Galatians did, as we read further in the chapter, Lord, where they had gotten, they had fallen from a walk of faith back into works, trying to earn their salvation again. Lord, any places like that in our lives, we ask you to forgive us again there and that we may truly know that our forgiveness is complete in you that the curse is fully taken care of, that you fully absorbed it. And now, Lord, right here in this place, and those watching online too, right where we are, we would receive, we would take for our, our own the blessing that is ours through your great redemption. And spread the word to others. And Lord, we want to live our lives for you. We know that our lives are no longer our own. They're yours. So we want to do what pleases you every day. Every day. We give our lives to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, say this out to me. I'm not under the curse. I'm not under the law. I'm under the precious blood of Jesus. And there's healing in Jesus. And there's there's joy in Jesus. Jesus. And there's peace that passes. passes. All understanding in Him. As we walk each day by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does anybody here know that song? I know it's about 50 years old. I know what Julie does. She just loves to get lunch ready. <laughs> Tim, come up here and help me. We'll do a duet. When's the last time we did a duet? I don't think we ever did. <clears throat>
3: I'm not under the the curse. curse. Oh no, I'm I'm not not under under the law. law. I'm under the precious blood of Jesus. I'm I'm not not under under the the curse. curse. Oh no, I'm I'm not not under the law. law. I'm I'm under the precious blood of Jesus. There's healing and there's healing in Jesus. There's joy, joy what joy, joy in Jesus, peace that passes and, and there's peace that passes all understanding in him and as we walk each day by faith. faith Okay, now let's get on the right note or the right I'm not under the curse I'm not under the law that's, I'm under
0: That's too high It's too high oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, if we get right in I'm between there, Under, I under I the be curse.
3: Note. I'm not under the law. I'm under the precious blood of Jesus. I'm not, I'm not under, under the, the curse. curse. Oh no. I'm not under the law. I'm under the precious blood of Jesus. And there's healing in Jesus. Joy, what joy in Jesus. And there's peace that passes all understanding in Him as we walk each day by faith.
0: That's a good song. It's a good song to sing. Keep on singing, singing, singing. And you know the Lord will give you a song. Yes. Yeah. Joyce and I watched it was a concert I guess but it was more teaching by Phil Drisco who we were privileged to have here one time a few years ago he was at a Billy Brim meeting but he was teaching kind of about flowing with the Holy Spirit and in music and in song and receiving new songs from the Lord he said there's songs out there all over the place that's ready to be sung And so we can be the receivers for those songs. Say, me? Yeah, you. Why not? Or maybe you're one that will write a poem and then someone will have the music that goes with it. You'll get the lyrics or something. There's songs all over of the Spirit. There's one other person I heard say that once. And I don't know how spiritual it was, but it was Willie Nelson. anybody here know willie nelson one two three four five okay a few of you know willie he said the same thing thank you lord for willie salvation for him if you don't know willie if you're watching willie you need the lord if you don't have him (laughs) this is what we just talked about today oh lord You know, I have that for people that I've been blessed. There's people I don't think they're believers. Some people I know are, but like Johnny Cash I know was. But some I'm not sure, put it that way. And so I pray for them. Do you do that? you pray for them? We were at a Twins-Tigers playoff game. In 1987, in the Metrodome, loudest me- meeting I was ever in in my life. I mean, my ears, I so wished I had brought earplugs along. With Dave and John, With Dave and John, we were up in the right field. I mean, I couldn't see the left fielder, because, you know, we were just in that spot where you... Um. They were so loud, so loud. During that game, Gary Gaetti was playing third base, and the Lord put Gary Gaetti on Joyce's heart to pray for him. Does anybody know who Gary Gaetti is? One, two, three, four. Oh my goodness! Is this Minnesota or where is this? <laughs> but okay so she, that was 87 prayed for him for salvation. It's for salvation every day almost every day and you know dan mentioned a few weeks ago dan woodward the, the guy that was putting out that word 88 reasons why jesus will return in 1988 well We happened to read a newspaper. What year was that? When did we see that? And it was an article. And it was about Gary Gaetti receiving Christ. And it was in 1988. And he had read that book. And it actually had convicted him. And he came to Christ. So if God puts somebody on your heart like a Willie Nelson or somebody else or your next-door neighbor, or whoever it is. Pray for him, but maybe he'll use you to bring the message. Amen. Well, if you need prayer, be free to come up here, and we'll pray with you. Otherwise, we're having fellowship around a meal together today, around those Julie burritos. So God bless you all, and we will see you at Easter morning breakfast, remember? Breakfast. Hallelujah.
3: on my windows here on a playground where children's children's laughter lives oh I can't explain